0: This episode is the second half of a two-parter on a conversation I had with my friend Mario about the Orthodox Church. In the first half, we talked about Mario's backstory and his life in the Middle East. In this second part, we dive into the history of the Orthodox Church and what makes it different from other Christian churches. At the end of the conversation, I think we still barely scratched the surface. Yeah, I still found it fascinating and interesting, and I hope you do too. Okay, so Mario, let me ask you this: What very simple, easy question? What is the Orthodox Christian faith? Okay, so the and why should I believe in it? <laughs> so the Orthodox Church, we
1: say, is the church that was founded um, in in uh, the fourth decade. A.D. Uh, something like thirty or thirty-three A.D. Um, at Pentecost, when the apostles received the gifts of the Holy Spirit, w- w- and uh, and you know, reported in the Bible when when it, it descended upon them as tongues of fire. Um, from that moment, it it started with the twelve apostles. They went out into the world, they preached, they brought people into Christianity. The Christian church grew. Um, over time, every major city had a bishop in that city. Um, uh, or every metropolitan area had a, had a bishop in, 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 in that city. Um, but over time, the five major cities of, of um, the Mediterranean world became, the, the bishops of these cities became, um, ended up having more administrative um, responsibilities and powers than the other bishops. And these became known as the five patriarchs presiding over the five patriarchates. Uh, and these cities were uh, Rome, Constantinople, Jerusalem, Alexandria, and Antioch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for the first thousand years of, of Christianity, these five patriarchs were the leaders of the Christian church. They were the direct... Um, uh, they had a direct lineage to the apostles, not not, not like a... Uh, um, um, not a hereditary lineage, but uh, like in terms of the laying of hands, that each of these patriarchs can trace the previous patriarch and then go back all the way to one of the 12 apostles. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it's, the the term is apostolic succession. Um, Mm -hmm. In the Over the course of of the first thousand years, there were a bunch of councils that were held between um, all the bishops of the church that decided on church teachings on what should be done, what shouldn't be done. I think one of the earliest ones was in Jerusalem in 51 AD, when all the apostles gathered. And I think the the, the major question was whether Gentiles who were entering Christianity should should, should uphold the Mosaic Laws. Uh, and the church decided that they shouldn't um, 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 because we have a new Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, so over time, as Christianity grew, a bunch of differing ideas and wrong ideas started springing up. And so the church felt the need to address these ideas. Um, and the way that the church did that historically was always through what became later known as ecumenical councils, um, meaning universal councils, uh, where bishops from all over the world, from all the churches, gather and discuss things. The The first one was, the, the first major one was the Council of uh, Nicaea in 325 AD. Um, that's where we get the Nicene Creed from. The, the major question was, uh, there was this heresy of Arianism, where this bishop called Arius Uh, taught that Jesus was not fully divine, um, that he was not equal to the father, that there was, he was created by the father, which are all of course, teachings that were rejected by the the first council and by the church overall. Um, As as an interesting uh, historical anecdote, uh, like an interesting piece of history it was at that council where th- they were debating whether Jesus is of the same essence of the Father or, or not. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, the um, Jesus is of the same Father. But the two Greek words were homoousion. Oousion means essence. So homoousion means the same essence. And homoousion, where you just add an I, uh, okay. so instead of H-O-M-O, it becomes H-O-M-O-I. homoi. usion means of a similar essence, and so the difference between these two words was just one i, or in Greek, an iota. And so that's wow. where the phrase "not a not a single iota of difference" comes from, <laughs> mm. it's because that entire like council was was pretty much over whether Jesus was of the same nature as as God the Father or oh, of a similar, similar. nature.
0: Homoi versus homoi.
1: Yep. And so it's where, like, where one iota makes all the difference in in, in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, from that council, we got the first part of the Nicene Creed. um, And then there was a second council in Constantinople in 381, uh, where we got the second part of the creed. And so that's why it's called the Nicene-Constantinopolitan Creed, um, Mm -hmm. also referred to as the Apostles' Creed. Um, Then there were... um, there was a total of seven ecumenical councils. Um, the last one was, the seventh one was in 787. Um, okay. and, and these were councils that were accepted by both the Eastern and the Western churches. Um, the split between the ortho, what later became known as the Orthodox Church and what later became known as the Catholic Church happened in the 11th century.
0: So Um, let me let me stop you there. So I guess um, in case not everyone is familiar with like what Christianity is. So then like with these earlier ecumenical councils, what what basic tenets did uh, everyone agree on that defines what Christianity is? And then I guess you're about to go into what causes the, the differences, right?
1: Yeah. So so in the first ecumenical council, it was established that uh, Jesus Christ is the uh, son of God and that he is equal in essence to the father, uh, of the same essence as the father. Um, and it was also in the first ecumenical councils that the books of the New Testament and the Old Testament were were compiled. Um, so before, before the year 325, there were a bunch of books that were considered as um, you know holy books, um, the Gospels of the, the four Gospels. There were some additional Gospels as well, um, and other books from the Old Testament that that a lot of people regarded as as holy books. It was in the first Ecumenical Council that the fathers of the Church decided what books are officially part of the of the Scripture and what aren't.
0: What are canon versus Apocrypha
1: exactly yeah okay uh, and that's where we get the 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 Bible today mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's It's these church fathers who decided that this is in line with everything that Jesus taught us, and therefore this is a correct book, and then you have books like the Gospel of thomas um, that 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 were that were rejected um, I think for including. Elements of Gnosticism um, or, or, or things like that, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure on the details. But so so that that was mainly in the first Ecumenical Council, and the the second Ecumenical Council um, ratified also the role of the Holy Spirit as an equal member of the Trinity, of the same essence. Um, um, because there was like a group of people who thought that it was just the Father and the Son, but that the Holy Spirit was not part of the Godhead. Um, the Third Ecumenical Council was, um, it had to do with, with the teachings of Nestorius, I think, who who was a, a bishop in Constantinople, um, who taught that, uh that, that that jesus was fully separate as a human being and as a god so that he was born as a human but was made god afterwards j- just like to distinguish between his human and his divine um, forms and the Ecumenical Council rejected that teaching and and taught that um, uh, his 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 two natures were uh, were unified in one person.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the fourth Ecumenical Council had to do with kind of the opposite problem uh, of it was known as the Monophysitism, one nature. Um and so these people thought that Jesus Christ's divine nature overcame his human nature and 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 he ended up having just one nature ultimately the, the divine nature okay. so the fourth council of chalcedon that was in 451 rejected that teaching and taught that Jesus Christ has two natures he's fully human and fully divine and these two natures are united in one person mm-hmm. um, and and, and from that council, there was the, the initial big split of the church where the Coptic church in Egypt, the Ethiopian church, the Indian church, the Armenian church um, and the Syriac church uh, were split from from uh, the rest of the church because they continued to believe in the one uh, nature of 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 Jesus. Um, and they continue to this day and. Um,
0: and what year was this split?
1: This was 451.
0: 451, okay, okay. Uh,
1: so. The fifth and sixth ecumenical councils, I, I don't remember what, what they dealt with, um, but the seventh ecumenical council, which was in 787, um, there was a period of about a hundred years before that where, i um, oh, sorry alarm uh, uh, there was a period of a hundred years before that where so so and in, in, since the beginning of Christianity holy images were used um, as sort of re- representations of, of the people depicted so that you know you'd have an, an and when we call them icons yep um, so we'd have like an icon of Jesus which uh which we sort of look towards to focus on jesus while, while while praying to him and not to the not not to like the material of the icon itself um but there was a hundred years or so before 787 where in the eastern church um this movement of iconoclasm which which iconoclast literally means icon smasher <laughs> um these people would go and destroy icons because they thought that they represented idols that were worshipped. And and this of course is very wrong and um and yeah. Uh, 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 idol worship is universally condemned mm-hmm. uh and as as you know being untrue. Um but they were misinterpreting what icons were were used for. And so the seventh ecumenical council is
0: is to clear that issue up
1: yep yep and so the the bishops of the entire christian church met together and um and to clear up that that issue and they decided that the use of icons was permitted and encouraged in in christian churches Mm -hmm. um as objects that that when we venerate an icon we are we are honoring the person represented in the icon and not the
0: not the material of itself. itself. Okay. I see. It's it's
1: like when you know if if you have a picture of um I don't know your your mom or your dad and you're away uh you're, uh yeah know, you're not, you're not, you looking at the picture you're and not not remembering the, the piece of
0: paper you're yeah you're you're, you're you're cherishing the memory that is depicted by the picture. I see. Yeah.
1: Got it. Um, and another thing that allows us to to have icons is that Jesus Christ, God became incarnate, and so He ended up taking a physical body, uh, a physical representation. So, so, yeah, before before the incarnation of God, it would make no sense to to have a a visual representation of him. But by taking on a human form, a human body, by definition, that allows us to, to, to represent him, um, to, to represent God the Son, in, in, in an icon format. So, so yeah, the, the, that, that was the teaching of the Seventh Ecumenical Council. Um, so, so these were mostly the, the, the teachings that, that, um, that came out of the seven Ecumenical Councils. The, the the most important part of which, of course, is the Nicene Constantinopolitan Creed, which the councils established as the official doctrine of the Church that should not be changed, no matter what. Yeah. And it was actually in relation to this creed that the second major split of the Church happened in the 11th century. Um, in in the creed, there is a part where it says. Uh, and we believe in and, and and I believe in the Holy Spirit the Lord and giver of life um, who proceeds from the father who with the father and the son is um, uh I, I can't remember how it goes in english but, but 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 yeah so so for that phrase uh who who proceeds from the father who with the father and the son um, in the western church there came the addition of of the phrase and the son in, okay. in, in the first part as well. So it became, instead of who proceeds from the father, who with the father and the son, it became who proceeds from the father and the son, who with the father and the son. Mm. And so the creed was changed so that the, the Holy Spirit proceeds from not just the father, but from the father and the son, mm-hmm. which was not the original creed that was that was established by the councils. Okay. And over time, Um, uh, this changed creed became more prevalent in the West. And over time, even the um, Bishop of Rome ended up uh, officially adopting it. And this was met by huge resistance from the other four uh, patriarchs Mm. who who said, you know, this is wrong. Um, We we can't change the creed that was agreed upon. Um, and, And this addition of the, the phrase and the sun became known as the uh, filioque, which is just Latin filioque. for and the sun. Um, so that was one major issue that led to the, to the, what later became known as the great schism. The other issue is um, uh, uh, papal supremacy, whether the uh, patriarch of Rome, whether the Bishop of Rome is, has, has, Administrative and spiritual authority over the other bishops of the church, mm-hmm. which was not the case for the first thousand years. Um, they were all equal in, um, in in rank with with the bishop of Rome, and then the bishop of Constantinople having the the like an honorary first place among equals, um, but but not as like. Sole leaders of the church, um, so that was that was the second um, big issue that led to the to the Great Schism, and yeah, it culminated in in the eleventh century when in, in the year ten fifty four when there was some um, delegate from the Pope that was sent to the Patriarch of Constantinople, and they had some disagreements, and so the delegate excommunicated the Patriarch on behalf of the Pope and the patriarch excommunicated the delegate. <laughs> uh, and and yeah, that, that was seen as like the official uh, split of the two churches. I
0: see. They... Wait, so sorry, so just to make sure I get this right, there were five original patriarchs, right? And then one of mm-hmm. them, um, out of one of them came the issue of filioque, right? Yeah, and, then and, and, and claimed, claiming
1: yeah, to be supreme
0: over the others. Supremacy, right? And so then this patriarch, sense off from the other four and yeah. that's where you get orthodox versus catholicism
1: yeah or okay so the uh, that patriarch the patriarch of rome um is, is became what's known as the pope uh, and the western church became the what's today known as the roman catholic church and then the four mm-hmm. patriarchs um of alexandria antioch jerusalem and constantinople um, became known as Today, as the Orthodox Church, mm. and Orthodox. Meanwhile, uh, comes meanwhile,
0: from. you still have the churches from like uh, the Coptic Church, the Ethiopian, Indian, Armenian Church that had split off back in the fifth century AD. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, 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 so those, they were still those doing are. Their own thing. So those are kind of like things that are kind of outside the two, the two big ones that we have in the eleventh century. Yep. Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, and and I think in terms of numbers. Um, yeah, the, the the five original patriarchates still had far more people than 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 those that had split off in the fifth century.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, so so the fifth century was the first big split of the church, but the eleventh century split was like the the major one, uh, and 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 is known as their Great Schism. Mm-hmm. Um, but on on the etymology of Orthodox and Catholic, Orthodox comes from ortho, which means uh, correct. It's so like orthodontics, for example, it's like the correction of teeth. Straight. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, uh, dux comes from the Greek word for opinion or belief, and so orthodox uh, means the correct belief, um, b- because we hold that we we have maintained the correct teachings and beliefs of of um, early church uh catholic comes from also from greek uh catholicos which means universal um and so yeah the the orthodox church believes that it is the true catholic church uh in in terms of you know like being the universal church and the catholic church believes that they are both catholic and orthodox because that they have correct teachings Mm -hmm. um but yeah, and in terms, of, in terms of universality, I think we have the, the, the better claim because we don't have one person in one city ruling over the entire world, but we have a bunch of leaders in different cities who together lead the Christian church. Um, and over time, uh, as the church continued growing, um, we today have 14 patriarchs um, in, in, in different cities and countries. That are all equal um, and and lead the Orthodox Church today.
0: I see. And those are and those more are they mostly in the Eastern like in the Eastern world like Eastern Europe?
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we we, uh, we still have the four original ones: uh, Alexandria, Jerusalem, uh, Antioch, and Constantinople. Uh, and then, for example, when the Slavs became orthodox uh in in russia um the, the, the there's now a Russian patriarch as well uh there is a um a, a Bulgarian patriarch um uh, and i i'm I'm blocking on the other ones um but 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 it is mostly in 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 that region okay okay. I see.
0: Yeah. So after the Great Schism, Roman Catholicism continues, but then Martin Luther jumpstarts the Great Reformation, and then out of that comes Protestantism. Um, so I'm, I'm more familiar with Protestantism because I grew up in that, but like, how would you, like in your words, how would you describe the key, main key differences between uh, the three of them?
2: Mm.
1: Um, so, so I think if, if you go to an Orthodox service versus a Protestant service, the the first thing you will see is they are very, very different. One, one is, um, it's, it's like very structured, um, and, 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 and Protestant services, I think, are generally more free form um, and, and, and more to do with um, uh, Bible study and, and listening to sermons, whereas Orthodox services are much more about prayers that had been established to be useful by, by the church over the course of its 2,000 years of history.
0: Which they call liturgy?
1: Liturgy, yep. Okay. Uh, so, so liturgy comes from the Greek liturgia, which literally just means service. So mm, it's okay. service of the people. Mm, okay. um, in, in terms of doctrinal differences, um, I think Protestant churches, I, I, I don't know if they believe in the and w- which of the seven sacraments they believe in? I think what Martin Luther rejected five of the seven and only believed in uh i want to say baptism and communion
0: That sounds right um I've done those things before <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs>
2: um,
0: What are the other five sacraments let's
1: take but, a look. But, but, but but you know Alan, the other difficult thing to so like just compare protestantism with with anything is. There are so many Protestant churches that right, believe right. so many different things. That it's it's, a,
0: it's an unfair, complicated question.
1: Yeah, it, it's. I mean, if if you just look within the Protestant churches, an Anglican church is extremely different from from like a Calvinist church or mm-hmm. or a Baptist church. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and the, the original complaints of Martin Luther. Where were actually some of his original complaints were quite valid about the about the Catholic Church, with the church uh taking money for indulgences to 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 take you know to, to give people an easier time in purgatory, which purgatory itself is an invention of the Catholic Church. It has no no basis in in scripture or in in uh, tradition of the church of the early church. Um, and so yeah, it was it was after the Great Schism that a lot of you know like, like the crusades and the indulgences and all these bad things with the Western Church came came to be. And from that split the 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 Protestant churches and then the Protestant churches were much more disorganized in that they, they didn't have I mean initially they had Martin Luther, they had uh John Calvin, they had uh what's his name? Uh Ulrich Zwingli, um, so they had these people who were leading them, but but over time, they don't, for example, have, I think that the Anglican Church is, is a bit of an exception, um, but, but they don't have, like, the, the patriarchs who are established leaders um, that, that sort of ensure uniformity of, of, mm-hmm. of belief, mm-hmm. uh, and that's why yeah, there are a lot of different teachings in, in, in a lot of the Protestant churches. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a patchwork or a quilt, like a lot of heterogeneity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then is an easier question, like what are the key differences between Catholicism and Orthodoxy?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's much easier because both have a very defined um, uh, set of beliefs. Yeah, actually, would
0: you say they're more similar than they are different, or like what? What are those similarities and differences?
1: Uh, orthodoxy, uh, Catholicism is much closer to Orthodoxy than than either of them are to Protestantism. Mm-hmm. Um, the key similarities, um, uh, as 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 I mentioned, we we both have the seven sacraments. Um, we have the first thousand years of shared um, history uh, and tradition. Um, uh, we, we both have um, a hierarchical clergy. So like you have priests, you have deacons, you have bishops, archbishops. Um, and, and overall, we, have, we both have a structured service um, which, for the Catholics, changed a bit after the Second Vatican Council in the 1960s, I think, um, with, with some of the new things that they've that they've incorporated. But but that's it's still more similar to Orthodox than than Protestant services. The the main differences, uh, as I mentioned, the, the the first one was the filioque, uh, the addition of the phrase "and the Son." Papal supremacy was the second. Um, a more recent one from the nineteenth century is the, um, the, the 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 immaculate conception of Mary where the Catholic Church teaches that um, uh, Mary herself was conceived immaculately without sin um, and 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 and, and, and so so we we both believe that that Jesus was conceived immaculately mm-hmm. um but the Catholic Church additionally believes that Mary herself was was also conceived immaculately mm-hmm. um, which we reject on 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 the grounds that God became man to fully take on the human form, and it just wouldn't make sense for. For him to do that, while 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 restric- restricting himself to like this pure vessel of um, pretty much just like, I mean, at that point that would make Mary not not a human being, but just like a like a, like a divine vessel for that's not even human, but yeah, and 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 so that's that's the third major difference the fourth one is purgatory um which i think the became a concept popularized in in the western church around the 10th 11th century and then and now today is, is an official teaching of the of the catholic church we we don't believe there's a purgatory we we only believe in in heaven and hell um yeah i think these four are the four major different the four major um differences between orthodox and
2: catholicism Mm. okay
0: yeah and then what about like what about and i guess would you say the actual like church services between catholic and uh, orthodox churches are more similar to each other um because they rely on structure and uniformity as well
1: yeah yeah um yeah even the overall structure of the of the service is you can definitely see similarities because the the central aspect of the service of like the the Sunday service for example is the communion at the very end um and before that you have the uh the the, the blessing of the um um bread and the wine you have the um uh recitation of the of the uh apostolic creed. Mm-hmm. Um so, so there are there are some structural structural similarities uh in the services. Uh but I, I just need to get my charger. My, oh, my yeah, computer is ahead. at five percent. Sorry. I'll oh,
0: go ahead. All right. Sorry, what were you saying? Uh
1: yeah yeah uh so so I think it is um those were the similarities between the two services and in terms of i think a lot of protestants when they first go to to an orthodox church are 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 maybe taken aback by by like how uniform it is by how how structured the whole thing is yeah and and i remember you yeah what were your thoughts when when you came with me that one time
0: yeah, so I I came in um I think I was just uh not the word's not uncomfortable, just more like a fish out of water based on how how formal all the proceedings were, you know, like um you know, you had that priest kind of like singing and chanting like a, a certain liturgy. Um everyone knew exactly what to do when, you know, when it came to like, you know, getting on your knees and like praying and everything. And it was in a particular way that was unfamiliar to me given that uh, I think in, in the churches I've been to, there's often been more of a free form, like uh, way of prayer that kind of reflects like flexibility and intimacy with God. Like um, mm-hmm. just saying, saying what you want, instead of saying uh, what is already written. Um, I mean, I, I do like both, but I was just more accustomed to one than the other. Um, and then I, I think I was just, uh, I was like, oh, wow. Like everything is so planned out, you know? Um, and I, and I, fe- I feel like it made the, made the atmosphere feel like more serious. Um, yeah. Yeah because i think yeah i think with i think if you go to a Protestant church it it always comes down to like you know what how does the pastor like carry the carry the sermon you know like do do they want to like are they more jovial and lighthearted or are they more like formal and uh is it more like lecture you know And, and that really like comes down to the pastor you know whereas i feel like uh with orthodox was there even a sermon that night like
1: that night i don't think so but we usually do on, on our because that then it was like a small special service yeah uh, but on sundays we we have um uh, sermons that are about 15 20 minutes long i see i
0: see i do remember the the priest there um gave like a he gave a thing about like he gave he talked some about something related to like you know, there's there's too much political division, and there's more that connects us than divides us.
1: I, I, yeah, I remember that. Lines. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and I know that you did say that was like a little unusual, um, but yeah, I think I think I was just mostly um, just really intrigued by, you know, like the things, the little things that you don't normally see in in in, in like a like a like a Protestant Christian church. You know, like the cross at the yeah. end. Um uh yeah the ways you do prayer. Um and so I, I was just kind of not I, I I wasn't like I didn't find any of it like like oh uh, like you know oh this is so weird. You know, it was just more of like oh I'm just I'm so intrigued by how differently you know um Christian Christian faith can be expressed. And, yeah. uh, and
1: and and the, the thing is the core of that service has remained unchanged since the 4th the, the century mm-hmm. um so so it was yeah this divine liturgy that that, that we celebrate on Sundays um the, the core of that service was written in the 4th century um and and then by by the eighth or ninth century, it achieved its its final form that we use to this day. Um, and so, this is this is literally the way that Christians had been praying from for the past seventeen hundred years, and even yeah. and, and and even before that, even before the fourth century, this this was based on what was being done before it as well. Um, and it is, it is, there's a lot of symbolism in, in Orthodox services. So as you mentioned, there's, you know, you see crosses everywhere there was, a I don't remember if, I don't remember what exactly the service was when, when you attended, but in our Sunday services, we have, um, processions where the priest, uh, and some of the altar servers come out holding the cross and the gospel and, um, uh, like golden fan-looking things which represent the the uh, seraphim, w- w- which are the highest ranks of angels. Mm-hmm. Um, and then th- there are two of these processions. The first one um, symbolizes the baptism of Jesus. The second one symbolizes the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem after... Um, uh, w- w- which is commemorated in Palm Sunday. Um, yeah, the each each vestment that the priest wears has a different symbolic um, uh, meaning. Um, a lot of the words used in the services are the, the, the they're like. Prayers slash poetry, um, and yeah, and, and it's just it's, it's it's prayers that the the church over her two thousand years has found to be helpful for for people to be saying, um, apart from our individual prayers, which which we should be um, uh, doing on our own as well. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I actually took a couple of friends um, to an Orthodox church uh, this huh. past Sunday. Uh, one of them had a Baptist upbringing and the other, uh, I think, uh, Catholic, but not really too, um, mm-hmm. uh, like too too involved in the church. But, but yeah, the, the, they enjoyed it from a, from a musical um, point of view. Oh, okay. uh, the, the, the church here has a much better choir than, than the one we went to. Uh, I in see,
0: Chicago. I see I see yeah um, that, that might have also been affected uh, affected my impression of it you know because it was like a smaller chapel yep. yeah yeah
1: yep. Uh, and, and it was it was it was at U Chicago, right it was like in yeah, one of it was the, in
0: it was in Bond Chapel on a Wednesday yeah
1: night. yeah that's right yeah so, so it wasn't actually like an orthodox church um, uh-huh. but but they were also very impressed by all of the iconography which is done in the Byzantine style uh, so it's like mm-hmm. a thousand year old painting style um by the structure of the church like a huge dome in the middle of the church um they yeah they they said the same thing that you said about like the structure of the liturgy um it it was it was just something they hadn't seen before that that kind of worship Mm -hmm. um yeah um but 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 i think i think the choir helped a lot with with making it enjoyable
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah You know, it's, it's, it's just interesting that, like, if I step into an Orthodox church, it, it seems like what, what I find to be the most, like, the most contrasting or the starkest difference is, like, you know, is, like, this difference in customs and culture um, and the way of expressing faith, right? But then, like, let's say that I took a, took a prayer from a liturgy or something and I memorized it, brought it word for word into, like, um, whatever Protestant church I go to, right, like, the the doctrine itself doesn't seem to be, I don't think it would, like, offend anyone, right, unless, uh, like, I, I guess what I'm saying is, there's, it, it seems like the, the differences between the churches are more so in the way that their traditions and customs and rituals and styles of of being and worshiping have evolved over the centuries. Um, mm. Whereas the actual doctrinal differences, although although they do they are there, they do exist. Um, it seems to it seems to be a lot smaller in comparison. Would would you agree with that? Because I, I mean I haven't really looked into the the theology of all these things.
1: I, I I think for um, in in modern day Protestantism definitely, but in early Protestantism, like Martin Luther, flat out rejected the the order of the priesthood and mm-hmm. and um, uh, and and the clergy in the church. Um, mm-hmm. So so he would like have not been okay with with there being a priest at all. Mm-hmm. Um, uh and 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 what else um in terms of in terms of communion um we and the catholics believe that communion is is the body and blood of jesus christ the catholics go further to say that it is physically the body and the blood of jesus christ but but we the the orthodox church has made no comment on it whether it's it's yeah there is transubstantiation and that the bread and the wine become transformed into the body and blood, okay. but the Catholic Church has maintained that it is a physical transformation, whereas the Orthodox Church has not has not mm. I see. shoot a doctrine on it. Uh, yeah. A lot of the Protestant churches um, view it as symbolic only, uh, like it's part of the teaching that this is not the body and blood of Jesus, but that it just symbolizes the, the the body and blood of Jesus. So that's that's one issue, um, one other issue that might arise. But but I think I, I agree with you that in, in in modern Protestant churches where there there isn't as big of an emphasis on on certain doctrines. Um, yeah, the, the the they might perceive it as more more of a ritualistic and cultural um, difference, mm-hmm. but but for the Orthodox Church, where we think doctrine is everything, mm. <laughs> um, that that without correct doctrine, you cannot have correct worship, and and so for us, I mean this this is why you know we had the First Ecumenical Council, which was all about a single letter, whether it's with the iota or without the iota. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and there are like fights and, and and battles and things over over that um
0: that's because with oh go ahead no, no no oh that's that's actually one thing i was thinking about you know so like with the first the first ecumenical council was in the fourth decade ad right
1: A century yeah
0: century oh whoops Wait. Then, what was there? Something that happened in the fourth decade, or am I just mixing it up?
1: Yeah, ideas? yeah. And uh, in, in fifty one A.D. there was um there was a council in Jerusalem uh, of of just the twelve apostles, okay. Where where they decided on uh, I think it's in Acts of the Apostles where, yeah. where they decided uh, on on whether the um, non Jewish people becoming Christians should should abide by the mosaic laws.
0: I see. I see. So. In that first council with the 12 apostles, like, you know, you have you have people that directly that were directly learning and discipled by Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so. Assuming that they learned what Jesus what taught them um, well, then, you know, what they decide is probably something that we ought to listen to. So then but then when I look at, you know, like, oh, centuries later, we have these other ecumenical councils um and disagreements and uh you know schisms form because of one difference because one iota makes a difference right yeah does it does it ever feel does it ever feel arbitrary to you like oh man if if they hadn't disagreed with that like these two different churches would still be one you know like or um You know, like, it's like, how do we, how do we know that these people at these councils, um, how do we trust that they came to the, the right or best decision, you know, the true decision, you know. How, yeah. do you, how do you see that?
1: For me, it feels very unfortunate, but, 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 but not arbitrary. Okay. Um, our, our aim ultimately is the unity of, of all Christians, and, and that is, yeah, that is the ideal. But we believe that without, without correct belief, there can be no real unity. If, 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 if we don't believe in the same thing, um, in terms of how we know that the teachings are correct, it is because the, I mean, all, all the councils were were convened and um, were convened by bishops of the church. Um, with with praying for the guidance of the Holy Spirit and uh Jesus himself said that you know there's a passage where he says something like, "This is my church, which the gates of hell shall not um, conquer um, And so when we have a meeting of all the bishops of the church who are direct successors of of the apostles themselves then that is pretty much the Christian church. And what the Christian church teaches cannot, cannot be false. Uh, and I mean, part of the reason that we only have seven ecumenical councils and not hundreds over the last um, uh, 2,000 years is because, is because it is difficult to get all of these people together to, to form like things that we can be absolutely sure are correct beliefs. Um, and, and, and so, yeah, I, I would say that because it is bishops from all over the world, all over the Christian church, um, that convened with prayers asking for the Holy Spirit to guide them, and, and having direct apostolic succession from, from the 12 apostles who are directly disciples of Jesus. Um, that's, that's like the ultimate guarantee for us that, that these teachings are correct. And then, and, and, and then, in terms of whether they're arbitrary, I mean, it is a pretty big statement to say that that Jesus is not equal to the Father, that that God the Son and 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 God the Father are similar but not the same. Likewise, you know, something like does does the Holy Spirit proceed from the Father and the Son or from just the Father? The the, the Trinity in general is is. Is a very difficult concept,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but but but
2: when what the Orthodox Church teaches is that
1: God the Father, the 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 Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God, but the Father is not the Son, the Son is not the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is not the Father, that they are three in one that are each unique but but part of the same godhead Um, and so each has unique uh, roles so to speak and one thing that i've heard that i really liked is in, in in a trinity which is ultimately a unity you can't have two members sharing some aspect without the third one sharing it, so either you have you have either you have um, characteristics that are shared by all three, or characteristics that are only um, possessed by one. And so when we say that the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son, that that that, that leads to the Father and the Son sort of being above the Holy Spirit in terms mm-hmm. of in terms of rank. Whereas if we say that each has a distinct role of of the the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father, the Son is begotten from the Father, Um, you know, like the role of the Holy Spirit is to proceed from, the role of the Son is to be begotten from. Um, That maintains like the balance of of uniqueness and, and prevents the imbalance of Two sharing one characteristic that the third one doesn't. Hmm. So, so yeah, it's it's things like these where to preserve that overall correctness of belief and the very intricate view of of of, of theology. The smallest of iota's makes makes the biggest of the difference. <laughs>
2: hmm. I see, and and
1: it is with that correct belief that can hope to, to achieve a better understanding and of, 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 of God, and, 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 and in our spiritual life.
0: So you would say that even if, so let's say that I, let, let's say that I, I meet you for the first time and then I'm like, oh yeah, Mario, I'm Christian, but, uh, you know, I, I actually don't think the Holy Spirit came from the father and the son, you know, it's just the father, you know, and then uh you know no, I, I, i'd agree with you okay um but like let's say that i let's say that you know we disagree would disagree on the conception of the holy spirit or something right um like you know but then you know if i if, if we were to pray together and 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 serve the same god you know i i, I just like you know would that would that doctrinal difference like would that keep us from worshiping or believing in the same god you know like i like like i guess i guess what i'm doing is i'm 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 challenging the idea that you know the right doctrine of belief is everything you know because i i understand why it's important for unity but i don't
2: know like when uh
0: But part of me wants, like, wants to make make room for the, even those who who are who are who who are who are dissidents who who kind of do their own thing or believe something different, you know. Um, I mean, what, do you have any comments on that?
1: Uh, whether whether we can still pray
2: together, we
1: we, we would be having a different conception of the Trinity, though.
0: Would that? Um, would that prevent like would would do you think we'd be praying to different gods then or something like that no I,
1: no i don't think we'd be praying to different gods um
0: our understanding might be slightly different right but then the the god that is receiving those prayers is is still the same is is kind of what i'm getting at right but yeah i don't yeah, know if no, you would agree i, with I that definitely see what you mean yeah
2: um yeah
1: I guess it's, it's it's just a question of like how far can we take it right so right. So, so let's 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 just say that you know we, we can still pray with a person who who has a different conception of the Trinity, but of, of that aspect of it, like the procession from the Father or from the Father and the son. Okay. but then would you also pray with someone who thinks that Jesus is you know a very holy man but not not divine? I I think at that point, like like for me, by that point, it's it's not even murky. But but there are points before it where, yeah. Do you pray with someone who thinks of Jesus as divine but not human, that he's just a divine figure? Um, Do do you? Yeah, which is why. You know we, we, we pray for everyone we pray for the unity of, of everyone mm-hmm. but oh uh, and i i, I have a, another zoom meeting in 15 seconds oh, oh okay but, okay um but
0: we'll, we'll 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 continue this some other time but yeah okay
1: but but yeah dude, thank you so much I, I i really enjoyed this i hope i hope i wasn't talking too much <laughs> thank you alan i'll see you later